census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Another episode of the Throwdown Thursday podcast brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee and a proud part of the Dorkening Network. I am Ashes Von Nightmare. I am your host for this episode, and uh, I am here, not alone, of course. I'm joined by my co-host on the show, my co-host in life. It is Patsy the Angry Nerd. This is going to be an intense episode, so buckle in. Yeah, so just a quick disclaimer. What we're doing this week is something a little bit different. Uh not only do the views of this podcast not reflect the views of the Dorkening Network, but I do feel necessarily, but uh, I do feel the need to extend a trigger warning as well. We are going to be discussing many, many, many topics, including abortion, rape, um, miscarriage, uh, depression, uh, you name it it's probably it's 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 all on the table this episode um we're doing something a little bit different obviously uh if you have been living under a rock and don't know uh this past friday roe v wade the supreme court took it upon themselves to overturn this uh monumental I don't even know what to call it. It was a monumental court case, uh, you know, which basically decided uh, whether or not a woman has the right to choose what to do with her body and whether or not she has the right to uh, an abortion. And they decided that after almost 50 years that, uh, you know what, we're not uh, we're not going to do this anymore. Uh, We're going to overturn this because this is a goal that the courts have had literally since the original decision came down uh the the conservative right wing of the country has been looking for a way to uh undo this and make abortion illegal now there have been a lot of different laws and different things like that you know most of the time attempting to see some of these laws are absolutely ridiculous and you know, on first glance, you look at them and like, there's no way that this will get passed. And that was kind of the, the, the point where they would have something so ridiculous, so restrictive, so beyond the pale that when they came up with their next, uh, their next proposal, it seemed reasonable in comparison. It's like when you ask someone, "Hey, can I borrow a thousand dollars?" A thousand dollars? Oh, there's no way I can't do that. Well, how about how about like twenty bucks? Oh, yeah, twenty. Yeah, I can do that. That's no problem. You never needed the thousand, but if they went for it, cool. All you needed was the twenty bucks, and that's essentially the way that these laws have been made individually, state by state. So 
basically because the Supreme Court had upheld this ruling, it was law across the country. It was federal, federally mandated that a woman has the right to choose. Basically, what this overturning of that decision is, they're like, you know what? We can't say that. Uh, we can't make this rule for everyone. We'll let the individual states decide. And 13 states had laws that instantly went into effect. These laws have been passed. They've been ready to go for months, sometimes years, that the second Roe versus Wade got overturned, those laws went into effect. And there was a story I saw earlier where this happened in a state that had one of those laws where a woman had, what is it, end, endopic uh, pregnancy? Ectopic. Ectopic, sorry. Uh, and as a result of the law happening, she had to wait and consult with a lawyer because it took, and it took nine hours for them to make sure that there was like some way they could legally save this woman's life because the pregnancy, and as they're waiting, uh, her abdomen was filling with blood. She nearly died while they were trying to figure out a loophole because this decision came down and shortly after the decision was announced, uh, she needed this procedure. And this is a type of thing that we're, we're going to be talking about and, and the type of thing we're going to be discussing tonight is how this is affecting people, um, why these things are, are being, why this is even being brought up in the first place and what might, uh, what the ultimate goal of uh, these six conservative justices uh is and i will also point out that uh earlier i believe it was either earlier today or yesterday within the last day or two uh alexandria alexandria ocasio cortez went on to uh one of the news shows and uh and also on her twitter account basically saying several of these justices were put into place uh, in the last couple of years, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Coney Barrett, and testified under oath that they would not be overturning Roe versus Wade, that they were going to let the precedent stand, and there was no constitutional basis for overturning this, and the first opportunity they got, they overturned it. Now, we knew this was coming several weeks ago because uh, the memo uh, that this was going to happen was leaked. And a lot of places, a lot of media outlets were focusing more on the fact that the memo got leaked as opposed to the content thereof. It's like, you know, they they were more concerned with, well you were speeding down the street. I couldn't, I can't believe you were speeding. Well, I was speeding because I have a, a car full of, you know, dead hooker parts and cocaine, you know, which is, you know, not legal. Right. But, you know, you were speeding. 
it's like the speeding isn't the problem it's the underlying issue that caused me to be speeding that is the problem and so like i said this is a, a lot of what we're going to be talking about but it's not just going to be us talking about it no we are joined by a good friend of the show and just an awesome person all around the good witch anna maria uh who has been very vocal about her feelings and everything regarding this whole gestures wildly situation going on uh anna maria first of all i want to thank you so much for joining us and uh wanting to put your opinion and your words out there. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the invite. Happy to be here. And I think we all need to chat. So I think we all need to get this off our chest. So very happy to be here. I think if anything, it's kind of going to be a therapy session too, because uh, for the past couple of days, I've kind of been feeling like I'm just screaming out to the void. Yes. Yes. So, um, on Friday, when you first found out, and it was just kind of a, uh, honestly, it was it was weird because it was just a, a wave of information slowly rolling in. Uh, when you first found out, what was your reaction? What were you doing? And how did you deal with that? I have, I, it's funny because I have this sticking out here that says, where were you when Roe v. Wade was overturned? Um, because yeah, that I think that's going to be one of those pivotal moments in our culture now. You know that we're going to have this moment of where were you? Um, I it, was it, it was where were you when nine eleven happened? Where were you when yeah. Kennedy was shot? Yeah, where were yeah. You when this, is, this was shot? is this generation's yeah yeah uh, yep. for us right now. Um, you know, this and is it, the second it, time in our generation we've had a, a defining moment. Well, for some for some people, third. You no, know, this is multiple yeah. because you know we've had you know where were you on January sixth. Yeah. Where were you on September 11th? Where were you on June 24th? Yeah, yeah. And we've had to deal with so much in our, feels like very tremendously long lives, <laughs> but not long enough for, for to have such kind of tragedy. Um, and yeah, so Friday was a tough day. Friday I was working my day job and we were getting ready for an event. Uh, my partner and I are part of the Crypt Salem we were trying to open a, rest, a horror-themed restaurant here in Salem, and we were getting ready for a pop-up that that early afternoon slash evening. Um, and as my partner left, I got the cute, like, my phone just blew up because I got all my news channels that came rolling in. I had just gotten off the phone from a meeting, and I had this moment of, like, this moment of numbness, like, oh, my God, this happened. Um, my partner had just gotten to the car and then walked right back up the stairs and we just stared at each other and sobbed and just stared and then they left and I went back to my desk and that was that was that moment and I was like, all right, I'm just going to weep. <laughs> there was nothing to do in that moment, but I think have that moment of um, that moment of, of complete meltdown, complete meltdown. Yeah, I was uh, I was at work. We were driving to work. Yeah, and I just I saw it on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I had to you know it was just a couple of people had posted it, and I I knew that they were voting on it soon. I didn't realize it was that day. Uh, I saw a couple of of reaction posts and was like, 
maybe they're just reacting to the fact that it's happening like this that can't that that's not right that can't be and you know a couple of seconds later it was you know the official posts from these news websites you know roe versus wade has been overturned and 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 the first words out of my mouth were just fuck yeah fuck uh-huh. And he said, what? And I said, well, I was driving Roe versus Wade it was, it was overturned. It's no more. I'm like uh-huh. the fucking Supreme Court. Fuck the Supreme Court. Um, you know, just, just angry and yeah. and trying to uh, compose myself enough because it was just it was just anger. It was just immediate blind rage. I just wanted to. uh take out every single person i saw you know just just left hooks right hooks you know but but that is but that is frowned upon um apparently you know know, at this point though we're 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 shifting so close to dystopia that i don't know if it will be anymore so right uh so i i i got into uh i got into to work i got into the lab and i got situated and stuff and my my boss came over and uh he was like you know, okay you know what's your, what's your game plan for today blah 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 and i just looked at him i'm like i can't work today yeah. he's like looks at his just look on his he's like what do you mean i'm like i have to go kill the supreme fucking court mm-hmm. and he was like oh oh they voted didn't they i said yeah he was like oh well here here's the thing is they already voted like we knew that this is what was going to happen they already because of that leaked memo i mentioned right my initial reaction was the democrats have failed us yet again because when this memo came out everybody got all up in arms and we're like oh i can't believe that this is what they're going to do well you know and biden gets up there and says we have to take steps we have to codify roe versus wade and make sure that no matter what they say it's still the law of the land and that's what we're going to do and all right yeah you know and I get all these emails and texts and all this shit like, oh, can you donate $15? Can you donate $10? Can you, oh, we're on such a, it's like, how about it doesn't cost you anything to write up some fucking legislation? Right. You knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. You knew this was coming for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Yep. But instead of doing anything, you send out fucking emails asking for donations oh we need your help we need your support no fuck you because all of you are millionaires every one of you makes well over a hundred thousand dollars a year you can support your own fucking uh re-election campaigns Mm -hmm. fucking do something right they're incredibly useless you know and even to my shock Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin are all up in arms about how, you know, all these uh, uh, these justices at their confirmation hearings lied under oath, like I mentioned. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, we're not going to overturn it. That's the law of the. Oh, we can't law do that. There's no constitutional basis. And the thing that really infuriates me is the massive amount of hypocrisy, because they're like, oh, well, we can't possibly make a law, you know that you know we we can't uphold a law that covers the entire country that's unconstitutional the states should decide this 
two days after they're like, well, states can't decide what they want to do about guns. New right. York can't just say that you need a reason to conceal carry your weapon. No, 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 no. States can't decide that. We decide that nobody has to do that right. because the states can't make up their own mind on stuff like this because yeah. it contradicts our interests. But, you know, it's and totally have- fine to lie about why you want to be on the court. Yes. And I think we... we- we saw it all coming and I think we do for we forget how much power the citizens actually have. And I think that's kind of at the point I am right now, you know, after watching some videos and whatnot and kind of really sitting with it for a while, we forget that they work for us. They work for us. Yeah. We put them there. They're not doing their jobs and we have to figure out a way to really change some of what's happening because you know, it's, it's so fucking scary. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's what we have to re- not remember. I'm still not at the point of hope, so I'm, I fluctuate between like we can do this and versus this is a catastrophe, and we still need to sit with that part of it all. But you know, I don't, I don't even know. It's we knew it was coming, and something should have been done, and we almost we almost forgot, and that's why like right now, I, I've been working on this piece that I I may or may not read at some point, but. It's like, I don't want to let go of my anger and I'm holding on to it. I'm going to foster mm-hmm. it, derive it. And I'm going to keep putting coals on the fire right now because I do not want to let go of this anger. Don't. In 2016, we were angry. Yes. We were so angry, so angry. and we stayed angry for four years. Yep. And then we stopped. Yeah instead of staying angry. And I'm remembering some of these videos that I watched, uh, you know, different speakers and uh, I believe AOC was one of them. God, I fucking love her. Love um, her. You know, saying, stay angry, mm-hmm. stay angry. And we didn't, we forgot. We're like, well, at least it's not Trump. This is better than Trump. Yeah. Fully forgetting that a the GOP still exists, mm-hmm. and that you know they still have seats in Congress, and that they're still part of the decision making. Right. We fully forgot that we have an incompetent president. You know, did I vote for him? Yes, eventually, but he wasn't my first choice. He wasn't my second choice. He wasn't my third choice. He wasn't my fourth choice. Right. I would have rather written somebody else in, voted for my cat, than vote. You know, honestly, she would be. Uh, side note: she would be a much better, better, better president, anyway. But, <laughs> but, but you know, like I mean, what I'm trying to say is, you know, it was, it was, we were dealt the hand that we were dealt. And I blame old school politics because of that. And until these dinosaurs are completely out of politics and fresh new faces have taken over, which it's slowly starting to like that. That's the thing that's slowly starting to Democrats fight against that. But but that's the thing. It's the corporate Democrats that cripple us. And they're really no better than the fucking Republicans because shit doesn't get done. We say, hey, we want this. And they're like, oh, but what about this? We're doing this instead. It's like, 
that's okay, but that's not what we wanted. They're so worried You're about You're not civility. working for us. And that like, goes back to what you said, Anna Maria. They're supposed to be working for us. Every branch of the government, starting with small local government, all the way up to the president and the Supreme Court, they are supposed to be working for us. And the fact that it's clearly not working, it hasn't been working. It's been breaking down for honestly 275 years you know it's it's at a point where our government needs to progress everything else is progressing past our government and the only thing that is keeping us behind is our government and we we saw that you know during during this whole covid epidemic you know the fact that we're we're as a country we are still dealing with it you know, but it's not John. Well, well, that's the thing. I was just gonna say, hold on to your knickers, kids, because uh, there's a whole new variant coming. Yeah. Uh, it, it's still Omicron, but it's BA five, and it's a whole big old mess. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned. Well, here's the thing that you know to kind of touch on the point that you made, uh, Anna Maria, about how they they're supposed to represent us and they work for us. Here's the thing. Every conservative member of the Supreme Court was put on that court by a president who lost the popular mm-hmm. vote. Yes. Because we have a broken election system, because we have an electoral college, there is not equal representation when it comes to how people are chosen for various uh, districts that they represent. You know, with between gerrymandering and the electoral college, the minority of people who have the most power so the amount of rep- republicans per capita you know as far as the uh, you know the representatives go is far less than that of uh, or it's yeah there there are more republicans representing fewer fewer constituents than the democrats mm-hmm. even though the democrats have more uh, there, there might be more people who vote Democrat, more Democrats uh, who get more votes because of the way gerrymandering works. Uh, the Republicans get the majority of the seats. Right. And when a president gets uh, does not get the popular vote, uh, that means that the amount of people who did not vote for him outweighs the amount of people who did. And when that happens and that person is then allowed to uh, pick a Supreme Court justice, which, and I strongly, uh, uh, vehemently disagree with, well, this person will get a lifetime appointment. There is no job where you should be in that position until you die. That's it. What we need to do abolish the electoral college it is not necessary with recent technologies and technology is only getting better enough votes for it to happen and it'll never happen because it's the only way that republicans can hold on to power without the electoral college there would have not there would not have been a republican president but what what i'm saying though is abolish the electoral college and term limits for every single political position. There is no fucking way that these 
dinosaurs and not even these aren't the good kind of dinosaurs these yeah. are the bad kind of dinosaurs yeah. uh these are the terrible cgi dinosaurs from those sci-fi films these aren't the good dinosaurs uh making decisions based on malarkey from you know the boomer generation in no other walk of life in no other situation would you or any sane person that is your age, if a random 78-year-old person on the bus told you that you can't smoke marijuana or have any cannabis products whatsoever, you'd be like, fuck off, Grandpa. Like, I'll do what I want. Well, why is it that they're running the country? Like, some of these justices that are on the Supreme Court predate the Korean War. Yep. Like they they were around before color television was a thing. Yet yeah. somehow they're able no, to. It's, it's they they clearly do not speak for us. Well, right. and I think that's that's the point we're talking about here, right? So that that you guys you guys nailed it on the head when you said dinosaur. So if you think of any industry, like you guys said, you I would not. You know, I wouldn't be able to bring in a 90 year old person into my my job and be like, here you go. I will train you to do this job because you are you at that point, you cannot keep up with what is happening in current times. You can't use the technology yep. as well. You can't adapt as well. You're you know, you're you can't understand what is happening currently when you are not at the age to live the current timeline. Well, that's the thing. You're not training them they would come in as your boss and tell you what to do. Like, right. this is like, I don't live with my grandparents, but they're still dictating every move of my life. Right. right. Like, how does that work? Like you were born in 19, you know, in the, when world war two was still going on, but somehow you're going to tell me how I should live my life. 80 years later. Right. I mean, like, things so drastically changed in our, and, and so quickly for our generation, you know, we, we, we went through the mm -hmm. 90s, you know, even if you just not even let's take, take on the big stuff, right. Let's even just talk about something as, as, as non-important as fashion, right. Where in the nineties, it was like heroin chic and everybody was thin. And if you weren't thin, you weren't in. And imagine if those people were the people making decisions now about fashion. They are. <laughs> That's the thing. But those it, people actually aren't. Right now, we're seeing bodies of all different shapes, sizes, color. Right, but they people. were around. In, those are the people who were but, in charge at the time. Like Yes, but now those people aren't relevant anymore. And nobody looks at those those fashion people now for advice because they cannot understand this era of fashion. And we've evolved past the heroin chic of the 90s, right? You mm -hmm. can't understand. Like, these people who have lived... And we're born, say, in the 40s, the 50s. How do you understand what someone who is now coming out as bisexual or gay trying to live a life when you can't even understand what that word means? There were people, like, people who are in Congress who were born 20 years. In 1974... A woman still required a man to give her permission yep. to sign up for a credit card. Yep. Couldn't have her own bank account. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Yet these are the people who are like, you know what? We're the ones who are going to uh, make sure that we know the best way to live your life. In the 80s, in the early 80s, so about 40 years ago, the average age in Congress was 43. Wow. Now, the average age is 64. Jeez. So in 40 years, it has gone up 150%. Now, when you're in your 40s, yeah, maybe you're, you, you know, you can make some solid decisions and, you know, but... I certainly don't feel qualified to tell anybody how to run their life. And I'm certainly not in a position where I can, I can tell you, like, I could give you some advice here and there, but you know, if you want to live by it, that's fine. But, you know, I'm certainly not, you know, what worked for my parents, what worked for my grandparents, you know, like my grandmother used to always tell me like, Oh, well, I never buy anything unless I can just pay cash for it. I would never put anything on my credit card. It's like, yeah, you had like 10 properties. Eight of them were rentals. You, know, you bought them when they were $12,000 and you sold them for 350000 five years later. Like, that's not the same as what we're dealing with. Yeah. A car. I feel like I will never be out of credit card debt. A car. I always bring this up. There is a stand-up special uh, called Bill Cosby himself. And in that, he talks about his Maybe wife. Bill Cosby's no, no, not no. the right person to be bringing up right now. Just saying. It's just for this specific instance. He talks about his wife uh, potentially giving birth in his $17,000 Ferrari. My car cost more than $17,000 and it was used and is not a Ferrari. Right. So that's the type of pricing that we're looking at like this the the where you could have a single income, two cars, a home and you know send your kids to college. Yep. We can't do that anymore. But these people still operate under the assumption that well, if you just stopped getting the avocado toast Right. Then you could get a house, you know, the $8 a day. So $50 a week, like that should be able to buy you a house. Not even a house. Let's talk about groceries. Like, like, and that's, that's what, you know, there's, there's so many factors to this, right? There's the socioeconomical aspect of it all. There's, you know, and, and look, ageism is a thing. I totally understand with that as well. There's the women's rights. You've even like, even just the the fact that they're so sneaky about everything like we we haven't even touched upon the fact that Miranda rights were in there and those were taken away mm-hmm. like, yep we touched on it so there's all these different aspects of it and one elderly group of people who like you know they say that like experience makes the man or whatever right they, they have all this experience and they live through so much but you can't understand what the person is going on a daily day-to-day basis let's look at just like the price of groceries if these people had to live on what is a medium income in the state of massachusetts mm-hmm. to have a family buy a house eat food on a regular basis they couldn't do what we're doing every day they couldn't they couldn't figure it out because they're not handed anything so there's so many aspects of this that we could dissect. It would take us years to even understand it. And the reality of it, right? We came out of such tragedy with Trump 
and such fear that, and then we're like, all right, like we're finally in a place and we were just trying to stabilize our feet now that the ground had firmed up and then we had COVID and then we had this and now we have this that we forgot that we were never on stable ground in the first place. Yep. Yep. Just because the earthquake stopped doesn't mean there's no aftershocks. Exactly. And we forgot that and we have to. I refuse to let my anger go. I'm tired of being freaking nice because nice is a luxury and we no longer can afford. Just to kind of piggyback off of what we were saying, uh, just just to kind of backtrack for a moment, you know, it's it's one thing to be a person of a certain age. It's another thing to not learn anything and not be willing to learn if the older population of our government was willing to learn and evolve and adapt to the times then their age wouldn't even be brought up mm-hmm. because it would be a moot point because yes you're in your 70s but you're also up to date on everything and you're making decisions based on actual fact versus your opinion what you believe from shit that you did you know 50 years ago yeah so uh sorry i just wanted to get that out there didn't want to backtrack too too much let's move forward um no well i was going to touch on you know going forward you know something that Anne marie had mentioned is you know hidden in this you know that didn't get as much play because everyone was focused on you know the announcement you know like you said oh you know uh you know, uh, you know, Miranda rights are all of a sudden like, you know, you don't have to go. The Supreme Court also has ruled multiple times that police have no uh, obligation to serve and or protect, despite that being on all the badges and the cars and the uniforms. Um, but Clarence Thomas is like, yeah, you know what? Uh, we should start looking at all kinds of stuff that has similar precedent, you know, like same-sex marriage gay rights contraception so here here's where i where i really fucking lose the train of thought like they try to justify this and everything that they say is so hypocritical Uh and it's been like this for 30 40 years because you know they're oh we're pro-life we're pro-life we're pro-life but the second you're born they don't want to give you they don't want to they don't want you to have any type of sex education. They want to teach abstinence only. And it's been proven that in places that teach abstinence only sex education, that those areas have the highest rates of teen pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Now, they also don't want to give you welfare. They don't want to give you any type of free pre, pre-K or kindergarten. They don't want to give you school lunches. They don't want to give anything. They want you to have the kid. But after that... Like George Carlin said, if you're pre-born, you're fine. If you're preschool, you're fucked. Well, and that's exactly absolutely. how they how they uh, go about this. But they want to they want to get rid of uh, your right to contraception. Mm-hmm. And well, that's uh, so that is the next thing I was going to touch base on because you know not only were we dealing with this news trying to process it within a span of i don't know minutes an hour all of these opinion pieces all of these articles come out saying 
that dinosaur in the Supreme Court, Clarence Thomas, has said, hey, now that we've rolled back on Roe v. Wade, let's look at some of these other monumental court hearings and uh, involving contraceptives and uh, LGBTQ plus rights. Anti-sodomy laws. So they're going to tell you what kind of sex you can have. Oh yeah, it's a and this is what people don't realize. It is it is such a slippery slope when you give up one little thing, and you know we don't notice those little things that come here and there, and like oh it's not a big deal, it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal, and we have to make it a big deal because we have to like if we don't stop it now, at what point do we do? I saw a post today that said, "What do you call people with no rights that are forced to reproduce livestock?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Well, isn't that interesting? There's also a lot of theories about the fact that COVID took out a huge number of people from the U.S. Um, it also it weakened as far as the fact that there are people not working because they they died and physically can't work. There are people who just physically can't work because the virus so, like racked their bodies so much. So now you're seeing the fact that that the rich are making the poor have babies build up a labor union so that they can mm-hmm. run their freaking machines and all that. And it's like, literally what you have created is li- literally just a livestock like replenishment by taking away that. And it's, yep. it seems so dramatic to say it that way, but is it, you know, my, I had a, I had a conversation with my sister who, when this happened and she's like, don't catastrophize. And I'm like, you can't, not catastrophize a catastrophe. This is a catastrophe because if they can take this away, what else can they take? And she was like, no, 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 that can't happen. We live in the US. And I'm like, no, but it can happen. And we have to be like, oh, we have to be able to see that that can happen. Because like you said, it wasn't that long ago that we couldn't have bank accounts. It wasn't that long ago that we couldn't vote. It wasn't that long ago that we couldn't have property. It wasn't that long ago. We haven't learned yet. And it's how have we fallen so far behind when things were on on the up and up you know and i know that um there's just there's so much to unpack in all of this that we that we don't even know because we're not privy to we're not privy to what's behind the curtain right are they building a livestock are as Brody is texting me. My other half is texting me. You know, is this Orwell's 1984? Yes. We have to, we have to yes. think about it. You know, and I saw something today that said authors are being told to be careful what they put on their social media. Interesting, isn't it? Um, well, they're trying to control so, the press. Yes. When I, uh, so there were some other ladies, some other people who were supposed to join us this episode, and they have so graciously shared their stories with us, and we are going to be reading those later, uh, because it's important for us to amplify, amplify as many voices as we can, and, you know, uh, this is a form of protest, in a sense, Um, and that's what we're here to do, but... um, I just want to, before we get into that, there's just a couple of things I want to point out, which I know that, you know, the hypocrisy of the conservatives uh, isn't really something that they care too much about. But uh, 
you know, they're they're trying to claim that this is first of all, it's based on a single religion uh, ruling the country, yes. which I thought oh. wasn't supposed to happen. Um, let's get into that. I I, I feel like. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker as Carrie Bradshaw sometimes. I'm like, I couldn't help but wonder, whatever happened to separation of church and state? Yeah. yeah. But it, there's ne it's never, it's never been but it's like never, that. But it's never been separate. That's the thing. Right. You know, we were having this conversation, Patsy and I, the other day, you know, one nation under God in our Pledge of Allegiance. On in God money. we trust on our money. You know, it's it's infiltrated. When you get sworn in as president, you put your hand on When you get sworn in Bible. on anything. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, you go to court and you have to place your hand on a Bible. What are the holidays that we have off? What they're religious? All Christian. Well, actually, they're they're technically quote Christian right, religions, they're pagan but they're holidays. all stolen from right. pagans. But they're observed. Don't by even get me started there's on no, that, sweetie. There's no yeah. national Jewish holiday. There's no national Muslim yeah. holiday. There's no national yeah. uh, holiday for anything else, which is why it infuriates me every year. And we'll start hearing about it in the next couple of months, the war on Christmas. It's like, yeah. really, really? When did we get Hanukkah off in school? We don't. How about Ramadan? How about Yom Kippur? How about any of these holidays that aren't Christian? You know, we get Good Friday, we get Easter, we get like, when I worked at Sprint, they were never closed, never. Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter the three days that they closed every year in addition to obviously memorial no not even memorial day in july 4th we were open for those like there it's separation of church and state but it's like you know if anybody says anything about oh we're going to learn about you know the quran or we're going to learn about the torah and People lose their mind. I don't want my kids getting indoctrinated. I don't want my kids getting indoctrinated. As soon as something comes up that's not their exact point of view, well, we can't have uh, a same-sex kiss in a Disney movie because oh my that, God. That's, just, that's just going to like turn my kid gay. Really? <laughs> like, are your five-year-old's going to see that? And this is what I said to, in response to that. If your five-year-old sees two people kiss, they're not going to be like, I'm gay. They're going to be like, those two people must love each other. Those two people must care about each other because that's what I see. When I see two people kiss in my house, you know, when mom kisses dad or dad kisses mom or mom kisses me goodnight, it's because they love me. Right. It's not because, you know, it's not sexualizing it's the same thing with breastfeeding in public children don't sexualize breasts no you know they just think they're feeding their baby well and I, I mean and who decided that heterosexuality was the norm the heterosexuals well, the, the heterosexuals clearly. Well, right right but <laughs> but like but but who like it baffles me that you know that is the default setting when Honestly, I think, you know, thanks to evolution that the LGBTQ uh, and the polyamorous community, I think they're the highly evolved ones, to be completely honest with you. Right. You're not limiting yourself to which is, you know, but this also lends itself to these these idiots that are like, I'm an alpha male. That's why I need to have, you know, my girl and then like 12 side chicks because I have to spread my seed as far as I possibly can. 
Well, mm-hmm. that person needs therapy mm-hmm. and needs to unpack why they're feeling that way. But to kind of touch <laughs> on, you know, the whole uh, religion thing, I was looking up, what does the Bible say about abortion? And the website that I found was called like getanswers.org or gotquestions.org, some shit like that. And due to the quote unquote research that they did, it turns out that there is no medical evidence from all the doctors that they asked. There's no medical evidence that an abortion has ever been necessary to save a woman's life. Doesn't happen. There's no reason for it. And most women, I actually saw this, uh, this study cited on somebody else's Facebook page. Like somebody commented on it like, oh, yeah, well, look at this stat, this uh line of statistics that says that you know women don't get uh abortions because of rape or because of incest because of this they just don't want another kid or they just don't you know feel like they're financially responsible it's like you are quoting from the same source that says well i want to make sure i get this exact quote because i was reading this and i was losing my fucking mind uh so you know, uh, in 2019, medical leaders representing more than 30,000 doctors said intentionally killing a late born, late term unborn baby in an abortion is never necessary to save a mother's life. And then their next paragraph was second, let's remember that God is a God of miracles. He can preserve the life of a mother and her child oh, despite all the medical odds being against it. No. no. And so. This is the overwhelming majority of abortions performed today involve women who simply do not want to have the baby. As indicated above, just 2% of the abortions are for the reason of rape, incest, or the mother's life being at risk. I saw a statistic earlier uh, from, I forget, I think it was the CDC. It was an actual reputable organization Mm -hmm. that said 3 million women have experienced pregnancy as a result of rape. Uh, but gotquestions.org said a child who is conceived through rape is, or incest is as much made in the image of God as any other human. That child's life should be protected just as much as the life of any other human being. The circumstances of conception never determine the worth of a person or that person's future. The baby in this situation is completely innocent and should not be punishment punished for the evil act of his or her father. Depending on the situation, the mother might choose to raise the child. If she does, if she does not already have a community of support, there are many organizations and local churches ready to walk beside her. Or she might place a child for adoption. Yeah, there's 400,000 kids in adoption. Why don't some of you pro-life dipshits go adopt a kid if you're so eager to make sure that everyone has one? And here's the thing, too. And PJ, you touched on it a little bit. It's like there are these 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 websites that say that women do x y and z because they just don't want the baby but when you really look at it first of all if you make something you get to you get to say what happens to it when when it's inside of you ultimately Mm -hmm. it is almost like a parasite it's a lovely parasite and we love it and most of the time but at, at the core of it it's a parasite it grows inside you you host it until it's ready to be pushed out of you um but why is it 
that for some reason, women's ideas of what can happen to their body is not valued the same as men. In the sense of, if a man goes into the doctor and says, doc, I have a backache, the doc's like, all right, what, what should we do about it? And he's like, I don't know, I think I need surgery. Okay, let's look into that. Like, that's, a man will, will they will take that that man's opinion and be like, oh, let's let's review it. Woman goes into the, to a doctor's office and says, I have a backache, what should we do? And the doctor's like, oh, you know what, take some aspirin, you'll be fine. You need to lose weight. Have you tried Ah, losing weight? Have you tried diet and exercise? Yes. As if we can't make decisions because somehow we are incapable of making decisions. Or when you go to a doctor and they ask you on a scale of one to 10, Mm -hmm. how is your pain? Yes. And you say, well, Today, at this moment, the reason why I'm come to see you is I'm teetering between a seven and eight. I'm in a lot of pain. Well, if you were a seven or eight, you wouldn't be able to even walk into this office right now. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, first of all, excuse me, but who are you to to dictate my pain threshold? I've literally had that done to me. I know it's in the minority, but I've had that done to me. I know how... When I got when I got into my car accident and I had my destroyed back, oh. but this is th- what I've heard from you ladies. Like it's it's ridiculous. Like I could walk in, doc. I want a vasectomy. Yeah, okay. But if you were to come in and say, oh, I want a hysterectomy, well, and I've brought that up with my doctor. I decided at a young age. I didn't want children. I didn't want to birth children. That was not appealing to me. I've seen videos of the birthing method. I know exactly what goes on. It is not pretty. It looks fucking painful. And you are a woman of science. You know what it looks well, like. Well, but and, and that's just, yeah, like that's just it. You know, like I I I kind of have, you know, a little bit more information than the average person yeah. does because I've studied certain things. But but even so. The average person knows their body and should be able to make decisions based on what's best for them and how they function and what they know. Like I said, I I knew early on in life that I just didn't want, not that I didn't want to be a parent, because there are other ways you can become a parent and still open to exploring those options eventually, maybe. But I knew for a fact that I did not want to birth, like no spawn was coming out of my birthing canal um and to go to my doctor in my early 20s and this is after being diagnosed so i have something called polycystic ovarian syndrome and uh it makes me really sick sometimes um I get really, 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 really bad periods to the point where I can barely move because the pain is so immense. And the uh, it feels like my uterus is hemorrhaging and I'm not making that up. That's exactly no, I understand because we have it here too. I, uh, every time I go to the bathroom, I call it out. I have to, not that I have to go to the bathroom, I have to go clean up a crime scene because that's- oh, we do that here, it's a murder scene. <laughs> it's it's and and the growing up with all of the shame that surrounds periods and feeling knowing 
knowing that something is wrong. It took me a long time to receive a diagnosis. You know, it took a long time for someone to take me seriously instead of being like, well, it's just your period. You're a regular, you're young, get used to it. You know, it's like, well, I don't think my period is supposed to make me feel this sick. I don't think I'm supposed to be in this much pain. You know, and when your male doctor, you know, just tries to uh, shrug you off, like, oh, it's just a little cramp. It's just a little cramp. Get used to it. And what Um, have they discovered now, though? It's as it's as painful as a heart attack. Yeah. And then those are just average. Yeah. Cramps. Those are just average cramps, not not these these terrible cramps that some of these women get with these. You menstrual based syndromes. Mm -hmm. That's because most for most men, the only uh, experience that they have are these fucking period commercials also made by men. You know, these various period. They won't even show. Well, it's that blue blue juice stuff. Right, that has more to do with sensors and whatnot, but yeah. Um, but it's like, oh, I had really bad period cramps, but here I am eating ice cream on a fucking trampoline because, you know... Because that would ever happen in the real world. It's I mean, like, no, that's not... Like, <laughs> So my my story is that, you know, I was diagnosed with this and I deal with this and it sucks so much. You know, I have... Uh, a few days every month up to a week every month where I'm dealing with sometimes this debility, like I just last week, honestly, just last week, uh, you know, if I take good care of myself and I'm exercising and I'm dieting and, and, you know, if I, uh, get enough sleep and I try to stay relatively stress-free, I can moderate it. I can, you know, it, the, the symptoms don't bother me as much, but uh, that's not happening. That's not happening recently. I, I haven't been sleeping and, and I haven't been taking the best care of myself. And, you know, there, there's a lot of, there are a lot of factors that, that go into that. So, um, you know, last week, I seriously, like, I, I still, I still had to get up to go to work and stuff, yeah. but like, I just wanted to stay in bed. Like the pain was just immense and migraines on top of that. It's not a direct correlation yet. There's still some uh, work being done in the research department, but a lot of women who do have PCOS, you know, complain of these vicious, vicious menstrual migraines that are just, you know, uh, more than your, your average menstrual migraine. But, you know, going back to, uh, my purpose of saying this, you know, going to my doctor and saying, I want a hysterectomy. I don't want to bear children. Just, you know, if you, if you get rid of this situation and to be completely honest, I was told that I can't have kids, you know, because PCOS, uh, it's a hormonal imbalance on top of that. Um, you have a difficult time conceiving if you can conceive at all. You would have to go through a lot of IVF treatments and that's not guaranteed. So the fact that I knew I didn't want to birth kids mixed with the fact that I have this syndrome, uh, I knew I was like, just, just get rid of it. Just take it out of me. Well, you're young and you might change your mind. Well, no, no, my mind is made up. And if I do change my mind, I can go adopt. I flat out told my doctor that. Like, uh, I have known for years that I was not going to birth a child. And I'm 36. And guess what? I have not birthed a child. Right. 
and I still want my uterus removed right. and they still won't fucking do it because even though I'm reaching 40, you know, and that my, uh, if I were to get pregnant, it would be considered a geriatric pregnancy. Yeah. I still might change my mind. And it's not necessarily the doctors. It's also the health insurance companies working yeah. against us. Mm-hmm. And right, you touched on I, something too with the PCOS. Um, the PCOS is the treatment for it is birth control. Well, and that's, you know, so when I see that contraceptive, going after contraceptives are next, I'm like, well, I'm fucked. Yeah. My livelihood, you know, and I, I said, you know, I have up to a week, a few days, up to a week of bad days every yeah. month. And the reason why I don't have more bad days is because I'm on birth control that helps regulate my hormones so I can be a fully functioning human exactly. and contribute to society the best way that I possibly can. You take that away from me and I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, yes, you know, there are some, you know, health repercussions to being on contraceptive, you know, hormonal contraceptives and whatnot. And, you know, I do feel those as well, but it does more good than harm exactly. for me. And, you know, you take that away. And, and so many, so many people who are on birth control for more than just, you know, as a anti-pregnancy agent, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. But they don't understand that. They don't know that well, that's right. And they refuse to learn. And, and right. that's the thing. Like it's prescribed for so many different things, aside from "Hi, I'm sexually active and I don't want to get pregnant." Right. And I, and I don't want to use the condom. Right? So there's that there's that unwillingness to learn, right? But there's also the fact that your brain, these people's brains, can almost not handle the truth. It's a little bit like you can't handle the truth. Like mm-hmm. you can't handle the fact that a woman could be able to make her own decisions. You can handle the fact that contraceptive contraception uh, helps with not only hormonal balancing but acne. I know that Brody used it as a kid for ac- for acne. Like that's something mm-hmm. they used it for. It wasn't it wasn't anything else. But on top of it, now with that slippery slope, now they're talking about the fact that people you they might not be able to do IVF anymore because. All those embryos are possible babies, and you can't let all the babies die. And like the this slippery slope that we're going down is so dangerous, and we're living in prehistoric mindsets where yes. dinosaurs back to dinosaurs is that they're making decisions without having an understanding of anything. For example, when they're talking about ectopic pregnancies, and they're like, "Well, tough cookies, the baby can live." Like you have no scientific understanding of what you're saying and then sometimes you want to validate that because they live in this bubble where abortion is murder and that's that's the only thing it could possibly be so i found this tiktoker who was was a pro-lifer changed to pro-choice in the past year the only reason they changed to pro-choice is because they're they had to pull the plug on their father And when they pulled the plug, they realized that all the the things that made the reasons she made the decision to pull the plug were the exact same reasons that a woman might choose to abort a child. Like they were all very similar. And so like the, what she talks about is how to talk to pro-lifers because the only viewpoint that they understand is that this is about murder. 
That's it. Yeah, they say we're murdering babies. Murdering babies. Murdering babies, not realizing that it's not even a baby. It's a fetus. And until the baby is actually birthed, it cannot survive outside of the womb. Therefore, it's not a, it, it's still, uh, until it's birthed, it's still a fetus. And that's well, even that's, a fetus. And that's the thing. You know, we were talking about this the other day. Can you claim it on your taxes? I was just about to say that. You read my mind. But not only that, I think about all of the good things that have come from stem cell research. Mm -hmm. And that is where a lot of these aborted fetuses go. Because it's not a fetus. It's stem cells. Right. It's a cluster of cells. Yeah. But here's the thing, too, right? It's a cluster of cells. They view it as a potential child who could cure cancer. You're going to hear that all the time. It, it could grow up and cure cancer. So could that gay kid that you just freaking beat up in Kentucky. Yep. So would the 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 mother or or the woman, the 16-year-old who was raped by her uncle who didn't want to have a baby. Like that's the thing. Or, There's or the or kids so I was gonna were... say or or the kids in Uvalde. Any of these school shootings who didn't make it home. No. Oh my god, it's so infuriating. And well, we touched upon it a little too, because PJ, you said the there's no more privacy in the bedroom, right? Like they're going to be able to see they're gonna be, like the sodomy laws and all that stuff. If they can see in your bedroom, what makes them, what makes you think that they're not going to stop there? So if you're not a Christian anymore, us witches need to be worried because they could easily come for us next. We're practicing fucking witchcraft in our homes. Like mm -hmm. it would be such a slippery slope. If we allow one this one thing to happen, and it did happen, so we have to be angry and be fighting every minute of this because we cannot slip back into you know I, I will I refuse to go violate night I refuse. Going back to the whole 1984 uh, metaphor. Yeah, metaphor. Um, when I was reaching out to you lovely people asking if you would like to be involved uh, i went through facebook messenger and this is no lie three times my message in the process of typing it out was deleted what? which is why the message that i sent to you was rather cryptic not using certain terms yes Yes. And, and I, I had like a mini freak out. I'm like, oh my God, you know, everyone's hung up on this whole handmaid's tale, you know, what? metaphor. And I'm sitting here like witnessing 1984 happening in the palm of my hand, trying to send out messages, you know, using certain jargon, you know, to express what the whole tone of the episode was going to be. And like, it literally disappeared. And at first I thought yeah, it was were, my phone. You were angry about that. Well, because I wrote a very eloquently worded mm -hmm. message. And you are very eloquent. Well, thank you. Um, but but no, like I, I had written, you know, and so the first time I thought, okay, maybe it was just my phone. The second time I was like, well, this is kind of weird. And the third time I was like, well, fuck Zuckerberg. 
because clearly he's in on this. And there are also yeah. people who have uh, gotten uh, Facebook bans for talking Nothing. about their uh, their anger and their feelings towards the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're also shadow banning people without you noticing. Yes. A, a lot of uh, of posts that people have shared either memes of support or educational pieces or you know just expressing anger they showed up in my feed and yep. then they didn't yep. yes yes and i had to specifically go to certain people's profile in order for them to show up mm-hmm. it's like they are eliminating these people They're from pushing your them f- the exactly yep. so you yeah. don't see it and we talked about this a little bit right before we got on but i'm I, I, I was on three different platforms over the past couple of days, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and to see the various levels of, you know, broadcasting that all these different areas are doing is so interesting because, you know, Facebook, I see things here and there. Okay, that's fine. Instagram, I'm seeing nothing, nothing, nothing at all. And then TikTok is like all about it. So I'm like, all right, this is really interesting. Um, the other night I was... I was trying to go to sleep and I'm like scrolling, getting ready to go to bed. And I came across this video that literally kept me up for hours because it said something to the degree of, all right, ladies, if you are in a, uh, if if, anybody who has a uterus, if you're buying tampons or pads or things of that nature, condoms, buy it in cash. It can't be tracked. Don't buy it from the same store because if you do, they're mm-hmm. going to see your cycles. And if you're having a cycle, then they know if you're, if you're, you know, if you are, might be fertile or not or whatnot. If you're buying it at the same store, they can take all that little bit of data and then they're just going to monitor people. And if you show up pregnant one day and then the next day you don't, you know, and I know Brody has, has something that, that they want me to share. And it talks about that Kentucky bill 148. And like they literally are going to monitor you for to see if you come back pregnant or not pregnant. Say you go out of state or whatever. And this if this is what we're doing, this this is what kept me up the other night. Right. I'm like, they're like, ask a grandparent to buy your tampons because they won't suspect them. You don't keep them in your home. Keep them in a hub. I'm like, is that what we've come to? That's what we're coming to. We went to a film festival uh, pre-COVID. 2019. And saw this short film by a local filmmaker, Diana Porter, called Heartbeat. And it starts with this couple, loving couple, lovely couple. She is pregnant. Uh, Clearly, they have been trying, getting ready to go to her doctor's appointment. They go to her doctor's appointment. The doctor doesn't, the, or I should say the uh, ultrasound technician, can't find the heartbeat. And the woman, rightfully so, starts, you know, getting worried, you know, and the, the ultrasound tech is, is really looking for it, really looking for it, not finding it. Uh, in walks cops, police officers. To, a- well, she has a miscarriage. Well, that's the thing. Like she's having a miscarriage, and in this universe, it is illegal to miscarry because you are considered a murderer. Yep, she had a miscarriage, and so like the the detectives, like, so you know, 
you know, do you want to press charges? Like this is what As, asking at. the husband. Yeah. If yeah. he wants to press charges against his wife for having a miscarriage and murdering like her body, murdering their child. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a, it can be controlled. And it's a female uh, detective asking him all this. And it's like, it like, you're really not sure what's going on. And, you know, all of a sudden it's just like, like, and that was the first thing that came to my mind. Uh, you know, when I started thinking about this the other day, after I got over my initial anger at the Democrats, was this film Heartbeat because it was inspired by Ohio's Heartbeat Bill. Right. And she's like, "This is this is where they want to go." And she was, you know, talking about the film that she that she directed, and she's like, "This is where, like, this isn't out of the realm of possibility. Like, this is." what certain like some of these laws in these states that want to completely ban abortion and make it illegal this is where they're going you had a miscarriage like texas's law was all about if you had an abortion or a doctor helped you right there's no law against it but if someone suspected you they can sue you Mm-hmm. My point of bringing that up is, you know, uh, two things have been going through my mind constantly over the past few days. Uh, one being the song Sister Suffragette from Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite song from the film. And I never really understood. Like, I knew the lyrics. I sing the lyrics. I love the lyrics. But I never really understood those lyrics until now and that short film. So we saw this film in 2019, summer-ish, 2019, summer, okay. Um, Summer of 2020, I suffered a miscarriage. I didn't know I was pregnant, um, called my doctor because I was having the worst period of my life and was in so much pain and my doctor's like oh you're not having a period you're having a miscarriage didn't know i was pregnant and uh to be completely honest you know i've never had an abortion but if uh if 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 i had known i was pregnant i would have and um you know luckily everything worked out where uh the miscarriage went through and you know Uh, did what it was supposed to do, got rid of itself. I didn't have to go and have it removed, ultimately, you know, an abortion. Um, So that's something that's been heavy, heavy with me because there are women who are going to be in that position where they're not going to know that they're pregnant and either their body is going to miscarry and hopefully if that does happen, their, their body miscarries appropriately and fully yes uh to the point where they don't need to seek abortion but when you miscarriage it's such i mean regardless of when you do it it is such a traumatic response on your body you know so i i can't even imagine these women having to in in these states where abortion just straight out is is banned illegal them trying to seek life-saving surgery 
to get rid of this ultimately at that point it's a parasite in your womb like i just i feel for those women and i feel for those women who are in these these states that have those fucking heartbeat bills yes, yes. you know and here's the thing it's like there people are so like people are like why are you so worried it's going to be up to the state every state is so different and every state is values so many different aspects of you know of 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 anything. So like in Massachusetts, I feel like here we do value science, we do value independence, we we are the cradle of freedom and like we started everything. We had the revolutionary war, like this all started here. So I think that here we have an understanding of that versus in Kentucky, they don't they don't value independence. They don't value freedom. They don't value science. And ultimately, the only thing that you're stopping by leaving it up to the states is not you're not banning abortion. You're banning safe abortions, abortions yes. that are making sure that women don't die in the streets again. You know, I saw this incredible video of these girls, not even women, girls, teens, dressed in like all white, but they had like they were like made up as if they were dying and then they literally just from the bottom down covered in blood and i'm like yeah that's because that's what it's going to be again you're not going to you're going to have these your back alley ways of getting rid of things because it's not going to stop you're just all we're doing is proving like having some kind of standard where everybody has to have the same level of care the bare freaking minimum and now you're taking away the bare minimum and leaving it up to the states where the states don't value the bearman and they don't want anything. Every state is different. They value control. There was one woman, I forget what state she was from, but she was saying something like, uh, um, if you go out of state and you come back and you were pregnant and you come back and you're no longer pregnant, you will be tried for manslaughter. North and, Dakota. Yeah. Thank you. And, and they're like, we're going to track you down as if like, as if the North or South. It's like yeah, he's the governor, the governor of, of one of the Dakotas. And I'm like, screw you, lady. I have, I, mm-hmm. it's it, my level of, of anger goes up and down with it. Some points it's like this little thing, but at some points it just becomes this fire where literally I'm like, my witches and I right now, like we are, we are talking about where every everybody's reading Hexing the Patriarchy book right now. We're all talking about ways that we can help with a spiritual medium because that's right now what we have available. And like mm-hmm. I today, part of my day today while I was at work was reaching out to various pagan groups and various witchy communities to be like, what are we doing? As witches, what are we doing? Because I can't just sit here and just do a spell. I mean, I'm going to do a spell. Do not get me wrong. I will do a spell. <laughs> I will do a curse because we're that, you know. But we, a- but we all know we are more powerful yes. in volumes. Exactly. And if we march, I mean, let's talk about the fact that I'm, I'm living in Salem right now, right? As a very out and open witch, like in 2022, like I refuse refuse as a witch living in Salem to let anything happen to my sister witches who witches were the 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 healers of a community we were the ones who were helping women abort babies they didn't want we were the ones giving them herbs and little things and crystals and this to help and then we were targeted for that I'm never ever letting us go back to that. So I am going to rally all our witches and we are going to figure something out because I am sick of fucking sitting down. Sick of it. And here's the thing. 
so many people are citing their because I, I have a couple of things I want to say. Uh, so many people are citing their religious beliefs. Yes. And the Catholic Church will not baptize a stillborn child, even if that child is uh, full term. Yep. Because the child has never taken a breath. And there is a passage in the Bible, and I'm trying to remember what it was. I can look it up really quick because I remember who posted it. Um, talking about uh, uh, Genesis 2-7, uh, chapter 2, verse 7, I think is how that goes. Uh, life begins at the first breath. Yes. And that's in the Bible, their favorite book of stories that they like to oh, quote. Yeah. But now life begins at conception. Well, the baby doesn't take a breath at conception. The baby still could be uh, like the, the, it's not even a baby. The zygote may still end up getting flushed out of the woman's system. Like there's no guarantee mm -hmm. that it's going to end up uh, becoming a viable pre pregnancy. It's been conceived, but it may still end up getting flushed, uh, flushed out during uh, the refreshing of the uterine walls, which is, you know, the, 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 the menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously there's more to it than that, but uh, second, another thing that I, I want to put out there when we first started dating, you know, I was very, like, if it was my decision, we've been together almost 13 years, we'd have a 12 year old. If it was my decision, <laughs> however, it was not your decision. I understand mm -hmm. that it is not my decision, and that in the uh, entire process of conceiving, carrying, and birthing a child, my contribution is very minimal. Yes, but there was there was a time when there was nothing I wanted more than to have a child with this woman. Mm -hmm. Nothing because I Because you were more. brainwashed by the patriarchy. However, <laughs> she, you know, she stuck by her head. I don't want to have a kid. I don't want to raise a kid. We're not in a position. I gave him plenty of outs. Mm -hmm. And I chose, you know, to stay. Here's the thing, though. You know, like what you just said. Am you know, I like, the Pikachu to your ash? Like you're <laughs> uh, here's I choose the thing. you, Pikachu. Uh, I choo choo choose you. Yeah. you know, here's the thing. Had you not had a miscarriage and you were like, I'm pregnant, but I want an abortion. Okay. Yeah. Even though that was what I wanted more than anything is to, to be a dad. I can still be a dad. Like you said, we can adopt. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. There's plenty of kids to choose from that need a loving home. By kids, I mean cats. <laughs> it's not my call. Right. Again, my contributions on the subject are you minimal. Know, it, and here's the thing, too. You know, uh, and this kind of ties in with the whole uh, topic of discussion. Uh, when women have, we'll say, menstrual issues... 
whether it be, you know, PCOS or some sort of other, you know, syndrome, chronic illness, what have you, and they are told that they cannot have children, they need to kind of retcon that and say, you may be able to conceive, but you will not have a child. You won't carry the child. Not you can't have children because I'm going through life thinking, okay, well, I'm just not going to conceive. And that's great. That's, you know, a little you know, less pressure off of my shoulders. So to find this out, I was really taken aback. And we were really careful prior to that. Happening. And it's like, you know, modern medicine really needs to reword how they describe things and i think you know exactly you know because they've been doing this for so long saying the same things for so long that they're just comfortable saying well you can't have kids because that's like a blow that they can give once i'm sorry you but but, you know tell someone that they can conceive but then the likelihood of you carrying right exactly without defects without you know uh, exactly but but that's a, a conversation healthy, it's almost like that's yeah. a conversation that they don't want to have it's just yes. easier to say you can't have kids boom there you go yep. you know versus well here's all of the possible scenarios that could play out right and pj and I, your level of transparency was really incredible with each other that you guys were so like you guys came from two opposite ends Mm-hmm. And you found this middle point that works for both of you. And that is so incredibly hot, rare to find, right? Because, and then people lend you to believe that, like, if you can't have a child, like, you're, what's the point kind of thing, right? But I struggle with all of this because if it really was about the babies and it was about things being born, then Brody and I could have a problem, would have a baby, no problem. It'd be easy. It'd be cheap. It would be all that. We talked about having babies on our first date. I want kids. Biologically. Well, he- we can't if you need you i mean like here's the thing because you brought up that if it was about babies there's a a tweet that's going around and i shared this the other day if it was about babies we'd have excellent and free universal maternal care you wouldn't be charged a cent to give birth no matter how complicated your Mm -hmm. delivery was if it was about babies we'd have months and months of parental leave for everyone if it was about babies, we'd have free location, uh, free lactation consultant, free diapers, free formula. If it was about babies, we'd have free and excellent child care from newborns on. If it was about babies, we'd have universal preschool and pre-K and guaranteed after-school placements. They don't want any of that stuff. No. Not only we're they're complaining these these Republicans are in in Senate in the Senate complaining about the baby formula shortage, and their solution is more babies right but that's mm-hmm. a control that's all that is this isn't about anything besides control and that's where i think we forget like they 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 wrap it up in this bow of religion and murdering babies and all these pretty little things to get our attention at the end the core thing of it all is control and when we give up control we are livestock yep and we can't and again I'm yeah, I mean, like, I'm going to go back to that. I don't want to give up my anger right now. I don't want to be nice anymore. I don't want to be kind. I don't want to do anything because I'm fucking mad. And I'm going to stay fucking mad. I'm going to stay fucking mad for a while. Because right now, the fact that Brody and I have had th- this week and in the past two years have had to have the conversation of we may not be able to get married because of all this. Should we just go downtown and do it now? Because we might not have the option. 
in Massachusetts, our bubble will be safe, but our bubble can't always be a prison. Well, and but, but our bubble is safe for now. Right. That's what I was going to say. What happens, Laws can be changed. Well, I was just yeah. What happens when they decide, hey, you know what? The states are not capable of figuring things out for themselves. So we just need a federal mandate on all of this. And they outlaw everything. Yeah. Samantha B on her show brought up, I, I forget if it was her or, it, it, but the, 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 the context was uh, if, you know, you want to leave it up to the states and, you know, you can't federally force the states. Well, how about on federally owned land, abortion's legal? Yeah. You can a perform lot of that abortions happening. on federally, federally owned land. Well, they were talking about, and AOC actually brought it up, um, putting abortion clinics on native reserves. Yeah, I saw that too, yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good idea, but then you have the issue of, like what they did in Texas, where they're like, oh, um, we're going to get rid of all of these abortion clinics, we're closing down all the Planned Parenthood, except for like two. So... If you want to get there, well, you're you're welcome to drive. It's like, well, for again, as with most of the policies that we see in this country, disproportionately affecting uh, black and brown women. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't have the uh, financial means to a own a car or b drive from, say, San Antonio to almost the fucking Oklahoma border. You know, uh -huh. drive eight, nine hundred miles and you can't take the time off work to drive eight or nine hundred miles because that's a two day trip one way. Yeah. Like if you don't have the means to do that, well, I guess you're out of luck, but you're not going to get any federal assistance. What I think is the craziest thing is uh, I was looking this up because I was trying to get it, get the exact quote. And the most rational thing I can think of with any of these religion, uh, these people spouting their religion and citing their religion and their religious beliefs as a reason why everyone should be beholden to their God and what they think is right. The Satanic Temple, Tenet 3. One's body is inviolable subject to one's will alone meaning no one can tell you what to do with your body here's the thing and this is a point i wanted to bring up earlier but i didn't want to interrupt anybody's flow <laughs> if a man has sex with a hundred different women yep. you could have a hundred different pregnancies mm -hmm. if a woman has sex with a hundred different men both of these within a year she's going to have one child why not mandate vasectomies? They're completely uh, they're completely reversible. You get it at the onset of puberty. You you know you decide you want to have kids. Great. Have your wife come in or your partner, and you know have your doctor consult with both of you. Make sure that's the right decision. Reverse the vasectomy, and you can go. But you have to wait until you're married. Because we live in a patriarchal world, where, and men wouldn't tolerate being mm -hmm. 
So that's oh, no, like, because it's their bodies, their choice. Right, but this is completely yeah. reversible. It's completely, right. What's the problem? It's a quick, easy, in and out. Yeah, but see, but here's the thing. This is something that's on the table now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of men won't, they refuse to get one because they feel that it's somehow going to affect their manhood. Now, those are the alpha. Sorry, males. I just, I say those words and it makes me feel disgusting. And mm-hmm. I feel like I need a shower now. No, those are, those um, are the alpha males. You know, the same ones that refuse to wear a mask because the government can't tell you what to do with your body. Well, they I mean, can't force you to wear a thin piece of cloth over your or face. Or get vaccinated. You can't right. do that. You right. can't do that. That's... Oh. No, absolutely. But there's there's a... Here's, and here's the difference, right? So, like, men would never allow themselves to be controlled. Women have been controlled from the moment that they are born and have been for hundreds yes. of years. And we're still learning yes. at this point how to fight back. And now you're trying to bring us back to a point when we can't fight back. So you know what? Let's fight. Like, here's the thing, right? We have, in the past 10 to 15 years, we have seen a rise in female heroines and female heroes. You're looking at the Katniss Everdeen. You're looking at the Tris Pryor. Hell, you're looking at the freaking Molly Weasleys, right? They're not mm-hmm. going to sit down and let the and people let people walk all over them. No, you're going to have the Arya Starks who are going to kill an entire family. And you know what? I'm okay with that. And Mr. this is, where, I mean, exactly. We get into these, you know, these black and whites, men and women, blah 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 blah. But there is such a gray area, and we forget. You know, in magic, we talk mm-hmm. about. You only bring light to the world. You know, you don't want to bring any of that black magic. No, that that's actually a term because there's either black or white. But you want to put good into the world. You are you are a creator of good. You don't want to bring negativity into the world, as which is we are there to be, you know, healers and, uh, you know, guides. We're here to counsel people in, in an effect. And we i've always called myself a gray witch because if you try to if you try to come after me i will defend myself and i think most women will do that we will protect ourselves but we'll not go after you because we've never been like that I, at this point it's no longer that way anymore we can't just sit idly by anymore we have to be able to take on a more offensive and not just be like that defensive people where it's like hey we'll we'll sit you we'll calm down the situation now it's about you know what the greater good calls for hexing Hexing is what's happening. Proactive, not reactive. Yeah, not playing this game. And I mean, think about the fact that the satanic temple that's located, their headquarters is here in Salem, are the ones telling us that body autonomy is, is important to them. Because, and again, if you even look at, I mean, the, the tenets of the satanic temple, it's really what the Christianity is supposed to be. It's about mm-hmm. independence. Yep free will it's not about what people have twisted satanism to be um and it's well it's not satanism it's they don't believe in literal satan right right so i just you know i know there's what's crazy is fortunately women we talk a lot and we've already started building these little networks that nobody knows about. We already started putting together things and places that like mm-hmm. aren't gonna find out about. And you know what? If that's what it has to be is these little things, fine. But I'm telling you, we are coming out in droves. And once women stop, the world stops. Yeah, I mean, and- We are 51% of this population. 
we need to start acting like it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, over two thirds of the population, they're for abortion. They're, they're for a person's right to choose. And I'm going to use that term because it's more than just women who are affected. Absolutely. It's non-binaries. It's trans men. Anyone yeah. with a uterus is yeah. affected by this. You know, we've been saying women for so long mm. that I don't want these groups to be ignored because they're affected okay. as well. Absolutely. You know, and we are in a position where the power is there. We just need to take it. Yeah. I saw a very funny picture that said it was, it was a big fish going after all these little fish and all the little fish are scattered. Right. And then it's like, we forgot how powerful we are in numbers. And then the bottom picture showed the big fish running away and all the little fish grouped together to fight off the big fish. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have to do. You know, we have to organize. We have to fight. We have to have a battle cry right now. And we we have, you know, I think that we have seen the power that demonstrations can do. You know, it's, you know, my, my mom had the 70s, right? They saw the power of demonstrations. We have seen the power of demonstration now in our times. And we, I mean, Brody and I have been at all the rallies downtown for Black Lives Matter and all the rallies that have happened down here, we have been at them because it's important and we have to be able to take a stand and we have to organize and get in numbers. And like, it can't be about just, you know, it'll pass or it's not that bad or we can't catastrophize. Like, no, like we have to organize. And I think talking about this and talking about our stories and talking about how this affects us is really important. So I, I definitely want to thank you guys for allowing us to have this platform right now. Of course. Well, speaking of stories, um, I kind of told my story a little bit. Uh, we have also been gifted the stories of others to read. So I'm going to open up the floor to you, Miss Anna Maria, for the t either telling your story or for reading Brody's story. Yeah. Or both. Um, I'm going, I'll, I'll start with Brody's and I'm, I, I sent you a text with all of it because if I, I read this I story. You. I got you, girl. <laughs> and I might have a hard time reading it. Because it's hard. And it's hard to watch the ones you love suffer, right? So, like, we will see how far I get through. Because <laughs> I can already feel myself trying to well up. Um, and then after a couple of stories, I will see if I have the courage to read what I wrote as well. Um, and for those of you who don't know, the Good Witch Anna Maria, my partner Brody, we are, um, I don't know, we're a queer couple living in Salem and loving every second of it. Um, but I'll, I'll let Brody's words speak for them. Uh, it takes a lot to get me mad, this mad, and I feel like I only ever get this mad as a direct result of Catholicism and Republic agenda. This past week, like all of you, I woke up with less rights than I have ever had before. And as a member of the LGBTQA plus community, I already was a second class citizen in the eyes in the eyes of this nation to begin with. I identify as non-binary, but I'm still the owner of a uterus, a uterus I've been told I'm too young to part with, a uterus that endured a brutal, violent, 
and what felt like attemptive corrective rape, which changed everything about what I thought I knew about myself to be and about how I felt my own body, my own mind, and amongst other human beings. My biggest fear was not and is not my rapist. It was the thought of carrying this rapist's child. I was lucky in that sense. I was smart enough to obtain emergency contraceptive, but that did not calm that fear. I took a pregnancy test every other week for the following three months because I was so gripped by that fear. Had I become pregnant, I tell you confidently, I would not be sitting here writing this today. But the reality of the situation now is if this were to happen to me again in modern day America, my rapist and his child would have more rights as a monster and a cluster of cells than I do as a human with female sex organs. To those who want to rush to say that we will all be fine here in Massachusetts, know this. The difference between us and them is the care, compassion, and empathy we have for people and issues beyond ourselves. This isn't a me issue. This is a we issue. You come for one of us. You come for all of us. To the disgraces who sit upon the bench of supreme mediocrity court, you have shaken our very democracy to its core. You have made me more afraid of my surroundings and my fellow humans than I have been in years. You make me wonder if Anna Marie and I should rush to get married before it's taken away, something up until the past week we weren't in a rush to do. You make me wonder if I should bring a child into this world because so help me if you never, if you ever put a hand on my daughter, whether physical or with the law, I will die on this hill. I want to close this. I want to close this with reading an actual bill being put into place so that those of you who don't see this as a cat catastrophic can think again. This is the Kentucky House Bill 148 as written. All women who are Kentucky residents and of childbearing age shall acquire a signed and notarized statement to the Cabinet for Health and Family Services each month that states whether they are pregnant or not pregnant. Any woman who fails to provide this monthly signed and notarized statement to the cabinet shall be subjected to arrest and fines. Any woman who is pregnant and fails to provide the monthly signed and notarized document to the cabinet will be fitted with an ankle monitor for the duration of the pregnancy in addition to any arrest and fees. And with that, may Michelle Obama save us all. May the cobwebs in Amy Coney Barrett's vagina eat her and her minions alive. And may something or someone bless the campgrounds of these not so United States. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, I know that um, couldn't have been easy. Like I'm just listening to it. Like I'm, you know, I um, saw this thing going around on social media saying something along the lines of the majority and I shouldn't say the majority, but uh, the conversation about abortion and women, non-binaries, what have you, who engage in sexual intercourse because they're afraid of what might happen to them. Rape victims, people who are pressured into it and they, they not necessarily say yes, but they don't say no because they're afraid yeah. of, fearful of their lives in that situation you know, uh, and how that's not a conversation that people are ready to have yet. Yeah. Because yeah. the population, I mean, Brock Turner walks free. Exactly. You know, 
we don't uh, we don't really punish rape in this country. We punish the person who was raped. Yeah. And I feel I feel lucky that my rape didn't result in a pregnancy. My unwanted sexual encounters did not result in pregnancies, but you know, it's uh I can't imagine being in that situation having to deal with the mental trauma as well as the physical trauma of going through something like that trying to process what happened to you and having to deal with a pregnancy on top of that i i i can't i can't even i can't even imagine that and um we have another story here uh, from our friend Alyssa. She says, I was drugged and raped by my best friend when I was 17, which resulted in an ectopic pregnancy. Without Roe v. Wade, I would have had to carry a baby to term that would have died anyway. Having two daughters, I fear for their futures goddess forbid what happened to me happens to them i am tired of having my voice silenced the time for peaceful protest have gone we gave birth to this nation and we'll burn it to the fucking ground if we have to so thank you Alyssa, for that uh our friend jessica also sent in a story she recently went uh she underwent a hysterectomy because she is disabled mm -hmm. and with that disability she also has and i'm going to mispronounce this terribly because even though i'm a scientist i mispronounce all the big words <laughs> milo meningocele mine and men in milo meningocele i think that's it something like that um yeah that it's, looks about right yeah yeah um <laughs> if you were to conceive having that it's mostly fatal wow to uh obviously to to the child and to the person carrying the child and that's also a discussion that a lot of people aren't ready to have mm -hmm. so i know of um people who have been in a situation where the doctor pretty much said you have a choice it's the child or it's your wife yep because we can't save both and under these laws there and, is no choice you know going back to jessica's story uh we talk about this heavily affecting people of color this also heavily affects the disabled community because, you know, believe it or not, disabled people have sex lives and that's perfectly okay and it's perfectly normal. And some of them aren't uh, able to carry if, you know, if, if, if they conceive, they're, they're, they're unable to carry. And uh, it, the, the detriment 
that it would do to their body not only trying to carry this child but birthing this child i mean it would literally kill some of these people with these disabilities so having access to legal and safe abortions it's it's healthcare. it's a right it is and they're not only targeting abortions they're targeting planned parenthood right and my sister brought this to my attention uh, a while ago during the Trump administration when they were targeting Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Abortions are only a small percentage of what pl- the, the what Planned Parenthood has to offer. And a lot of people with disabilities who either don't have access to health care or don't have immediate access to health care. So sometimes they're on... Uh, Medicare or whatnot, and they have to wait a period of time to be seen. They use Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. as their pretty much walk in clinic. They can make an appointment, they can go, and they can be seen. Planned Parenthood provides so many other life saving services than just abortions. But people don't think about that when they target, when when they're outside picketing at every single Planned Parenthood location because they just assume that everyone who's walking inside is going to go murder a baby. Right. Right. So, you know, we fail to think about the other demographics aside of just, it's, it's not just women. It's different types of women. It's non-binaries. It's trans men. It's the disabled community. It's people of color. It's, you know, uh, poor people. Mm-hmm. And you bring that up, the poor people, right? Because at the end of the day, the rich won't have issues having safe abortions. No, because there are going to be luxury clinics that we will not have access to that are going to be a safe space for them. So their mistresses and whatnot can go and have safe abortions. Exactly. Yep. All the all the people who are again, it's the hypocrisy, you know, it's generally like the, the lawmakers that you see that are like so adamantly against you know, gay rights and gay marriage. And all of a sudden you see like, oh, this guy busted for, you know, anonymous sex in a bathhouse, you know, or, oh, this guy busted for, you know, child pornography. And it's like, I thought you were the ones that were protecting us. You were the ones that were saving us from the evil, evil gay people. Like, oh, now who do we, we, uh, we trust how can we how can we you know go on with our lives knowing that this is who you are but it's like the people who are most vocal about it are the ones who tend to be projecting the most like oh abortion is bad we're the party of family values and all of them are cheating on their spouses all of them Mm -hmm. are you know uh you know like you know Let's blame absentee fathers for all the problems in America. Oh, by the way, I have three kids that no one knows about. Exactly. Exactly. This is one of those situations that is 
like I can have an opinion on it, but my opinion is not as valid as uh, you ladies because this doesn't affect me the same way it affects well, you. Right, but it's important to have allies. And it's important to, you know, my voice is my voice, but our voices together are louder. Right. Well, it's like and if we old... can get more voices, you know, yeah. like it, it, it's not necessarily, you know, you not being able, you know, being directly affected, but you know someone who is and you care about somebody who is so you're indirectly affected well it's, it's by it and and like i said you know my voice is my voice but more voices we have speaking up well it's like um that simpsons episode where it's like i'm young no one listens to me i'm old no one listens to me i'm a white male age 18 to 45 everyone listens to me no matter how insane my ideas are and he opens up a cabinet and reaches for a canister of nuts and gum together at last like but i mean that's one of those things where it's like yeah that might be satirical but it's not that far off the mark and you know what really pisses me off the most right now is the amount of people who i see being silent not oh, saying yeah. a goddamn thing yeah. mm -hmm. anything absolutely and it's so disheartening I, I wrote it's it's i thought it would be more men but there are some women who have said nothing I, I, I wrote, I was just so angry the other night. I wrote a little note in my phone because I was going to post it. Sometimes I, I, I will write notes. Yes. Almost like, you know, write it and rip it up and throw it away. But this yes. is my, my let's use less paper version of that. Um, it'll just live in my notes for a while. But it says some of you have been awfully quiet in regards to recent events. Don't worry. My voice is loud enough to carry for the both of us. I love it. Oh, I hope you post that because that's perfect. Maybe and I then, will. You know, Maybe and it's it's funny because I sit here wondering, you know, like having a uterus is one of the greatest privileges in the world. It can also be a curse. But if we remember how much power we have without women, without women, the world doesn't turn. There is no new generations. There's no sciences and STEM stuff, STEM stuff. There's no compassion and caring without women. There is nothing. It is a privilege to be a woman. It is a privilege to identify as female, non-binary, and have a uterus. And the reality is, if we knew how much power we had, we could easily, well, not easily, but we can turn this around. I think about... It's stupid, but in, this is the first thing that popped into my head. But in Harry Potter, right? The house elves. The, the house elves have so much power. However, they're subservient and they, they have been bred to be subservient and therefore they are subservient. They don't even think about fighting back. But if they... It's almost like the line in, uh, you know, uh, in It by Stephen King where they're talking, he's talking about Ben and if someone asked Ben, are you lonely? He wouldn't understand what that meant. The same way someone who is blind since birth doesn't understand what it means to have sight. So there's no, women have always been oppressed. So there, it's almost like 
is like, well, this is just how it is. Mm-hmm. But over the past 30 foot, well, in starting in like the late 60s, early 70s, women started like realizing, you know, I, I realize that's like 50 years. I'm like, oh, 20, 30 years ago, back in the 70s, right? uh, women started realizing like, hey, we can do this shit. We have this power. Like, you know, I feel like it started in World War II with the whole Rosie the Riveter, we can do it type of thing. And, but then everybody got too complacent. Yes. Like everyone's welcoming home their their war hero husbands and boyfriends and getting married and having kids and having kids and having kids. Or it's like, well, I'm constantly pregnant. I can't go out and do my own thing at this point. And slowly but surely, the system is getting chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. Women start getting some power back, and this is their response. This is an extreme response. However, someone made a great point, our friend, uh, uh, Mr. Isaac. Uh, is it just a note to everyone who is cheering and applauding this decision today? Uh, people were doing the same thing 100 years ago during prohibition how did that turn out and that's it's like real. be careful what you celebrate yeah and i mean freaking texas texas on the day that roe v wade was overturned ended up making a, a like a state holiday yep. for all the babies that will be saved like no because it's not a question of the babies that are going to be saved it's the mothers that are going to be lost the women mm-hmm. and folk that have uteruses that will be lost because they don't have access to safe abortions and have access to having a place with compassion to hear it from a side that you can't understand because you are not a person with a uterus. You know, I, I, I had the privilege of, I was married to a man previously to, to my current partner and I was able to see the, the, the privilege that came with having a cis be like you know a, a hetero relationship and what that looks like and what the despairingness like how the differences are in both of those and it's it's mm-hmm. how separate we are and you know i i just refuse i and i think you know pj you mentioned it you you said people got complacent and we did because we all have so much on our plates, right? We all have a lot. I, my, my mother made a funny comment recently, and I've I, I thought about it since. We were talking about trauma, and she said, I was worried you weren't going to have enough of a personality because you didn't have trauma in your growing up. And I was like, oh, funny I didn't. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't see it as trauma I did and she's like well it wasn't as bad as mine I had people shooting people up in the streets of the north end I'm like okay so your trauma was bad and therefore you want that trauma for me because somehow you feel like that is the only thing that molded you into the person you are today we all have so much on our plates right now all of us and we were finally feeling like we were coming out of this dark time and we had this little bit of respite and because we took that little bit of respite Mm -hmm. and now now we have no luxuries to be complacent we have no luxuries to sit and relax you know like we Brody was in the tub on Saturday in tears 
And the only thing I could just do was be like, yep, you're right. This is awful. No rest for the week because we have to find a rally. We have to find, we have to, or if we can't find a rally, we're going to organize a rally. If we can't find a network, we're going to find a network. We're going to make a network. We can't just stop because now we took a break and look what happened. We can't mm-hmm. just fucking stop anymore. You know, it's funny. Like when all the BLM stuff was happening, I feel like I was one of the very few people who had a sign that said, which is against racism. And I'm like, where are all the other witches? And I'm like, all right, this this ain't happening. This ain't happening again. Like, no, we 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 stood quiet. You guys stood quietly. I'm not freaking doing that again. We did spells. Now we have to act. We have to be present. And I know that Boston had a big turnout of witches. So like we need to do that in every other little town. Especially in Salem. Especially in Salem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if nowhere else. And see, and here's the thing, like we were talking earlier, you know, we mentioned Provincetown about yeah. being uh-huh. like a bastion yeah. for I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but one of the most fascinating and I learned this through narration by Chris Parnell on the Man Eater Shark game on PS4. <laughs> in every city and town in Massachusetts when a new town was was to be incorporated, the first thing that you had to do was build a church in the very center of town so that everyone right. was equally distant to God. The first town to not do that was Provincetown. Fantastic. Rebellious since the first. See, I would have built a church and then turned it into a nightclub well, and called is, it Saints and Sinners. Well, this is like the 1600s, so. <laughs> and you would have had go-go dancers dressed as nuns, naughty nuns. Well, they're having none of that. <laughs> naughty priests serving you drinks behind the bar. No, I don't know about that. Those nuns might Oh, have... they could go around slapping you with a yardstick, with a ruler. Those nuns yes. might have developed some bad habits. Please, may I have another? Yes, absolutely. That's, Get on uh, your knees and confess your sins. That's my kind of religion right there. <laughs> but that's the, you know, religion is a fascinating thing. We, we, requ- we, some people feel like they require it. Hell, I feel like I require my faith and my, my path. Um, but my path at least is female-based. Well, I think spiritual, see, I don't, I don't, uh, so I grew up in the church. I yep. did too. I and I had boy. it forced wow. down my throat for years. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why I had, uh, so when I, when I went through my rape, when I went through all of that stuff, uh, I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want anyone to be disappointed in me because I didn't want to, uh, I, I heard my parents' voice in the back of my head saying something along the lines of how can someone who's so smart be so stupid, mm. which is something that they had said to me before when I made a mistake. Right. So I, this is actually like one of the first times I'm even talking about any of this shit. So uh, uh, it's really cathartic. Maybe I should do, a, maybe I should go to therapy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thank but, you for uh, but it was the church and all of the asinine teachings. No, no, don't get me wrong. There is some good to Christianity. Yeah, I think that stained if it glass helps you, is very nice. 
get a little bit of wine and a little bit of bread at communion. It's yeah. fantastic. Here's a cracker. It's Jeebus. Uh, but it's Jesus the it's crackers. the ideals that they place upon yes. you, and more so women. Yes. Than others. Well, and the you know it's uh, the expectations. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I I worked at a Christian summer camp. Did you? And we all got purity rings. Oh my God! Stop it! I true love waits. That's what it said. Let me tell you, you want to know the amount of sex that was happening at that Christian camp? A lot. None, because a everyone lot. everyone uh, honored their purity rings. But there were the hardcore Bible thumpers. Uh, we only have sex for procreation, if that. Who did their part to... Uh, talk poorly of of others and just kind of a, a a fun aside so i worked there until uh after my freshman year of college going into my sophomore year that summer um i was chastised for going to a secular college i didn't go to one of the jesus colleges that are in the area i was chastised for studying science how dare you be a woman of science She's and, a witch. Uh, Burn her. She's was, doing math. <laughs> I was at Bible study one night, and uh, which happened in so there was a female dorm and a male dorm for all of us support staff who weren't necessarily counselors, but uh, the, you know the the other staff involved with the summer camp. I was uh, an office assistant. So we were at this Bible study that we had to go to and we were talking about, you know, just like Genesis and, you know, I just casually brought up that, hey, so uh, learning about evolution, right? And isn't <gasps> she said there the a e -word. Way, like, isn't there some type of way because, you know, the Bible says in a day, but it doesn't really specify what a day, like how long a day was Back per then. day, you know, trying to come up with this theory that maybe just maybe the theory of evolution and you know genesis in the bible uh can coexist in some way and i had a bible thrown at me mm -hmm. i believe it and can that was the moment like i had been the whole earth twice <laughs> I've been questioning things for a long time at that point and that was the moment the moment um isn't it a George Carlin thing where he says he what reached the age when he, until he reached the age of reason? Yeah. Yes. Yes. At that moment, at 18 years old, that, that was when it hit me literally. Yeah. Well, for me, again, I was very active. Like my brothers and I, my cousins we were all altar boys until I started like actually paying attention to what was going on. I decided I didn't want to be an altar boy. I would go, but I'm not going to be an altar boy anymore. And then after that, it was just, I'm not going to go. And the whole thing was there was a line during the service that said something like, have mercy on sinners of whom I am the greatest. And it's like, hold up the fucking just a second here. Everyone in this room is the greatest sinner of all time. Me, I'm like 11. What have I possibly done yeah. that could have resulted in? In me being the greatest sinner of all time. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. I was baptized, so that should have gotten rid of all my sins. I was baptized at two months old. Yeah. Um, but that's not enough. Don't you know you are caked in original sin? After, even, well, that's what, that's what like, baptism. I was uh, Melkite, Greek Melkite Orthodox Catholic. That's that, a lot of words. It is. Wow. Well, that's, that's, what, that's what the religion was. That's where we went. Uh, that's where the church was. And it was like really and it's like well god only asks for us you know an hour a week it's like well what what has he done and our 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 good friend mr jimmy lambs from it came from the 508 uh posted something a little while ago uh it's a picture of the virgin mary with a very incredulous look it's a painting and it's what it's a meme that says if you don't want to get pregnant don't have sex (laughs) and like their whole basis for keeping the baby and everything is uh well this teenager was raped by god yeah um and then the whole thing what if they had aborted jesus well maybe it would have taught god to get consent the next time he knocks up a teenager (laughs) but I do think spirituality is important. I agree. I think it's important to believe in something, whether it's a higher power, whether it's something more tangible, whether it's the world around you. Nature. Science. You know, but what's equally as important is to not take your spiritual beliefs, what you believe your moral code and impose it upon others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, like and that's a tenet of um, not just of many religions that have come out since Christianity, uh, the Church of uh, the Temple of uh, the Satanic Temple. Yep. Um, Jediism is another thing. It's like you know, True. one of the one of the uh, tenets of Jediism is not everybody believes, you know, in the ways of the Force. And it is not your job to indoctrinate them and enforce that will. You know, all these people who are so against their their uh, children being indoctrinated by other religions follow a religion that was forced upon everyone on the fucking planet that they could yeah. fucking talk to. Exactly. Like, it's funny because I, I, uh, I went to Catholic school until I was in eighth grade. And I can remember just being in church and being like, why are we here? Like I, like they used to take us on, like if we, if we had like extra recess, they'd take us on little walks. They, like that to mm-hmm. me, that little walk was more powerful than that hour in church where some guy yelled at me for an hour. Like I just, I could, I, you know, I, I remember that moment of being like, I don't feel like I need to be here to, to have this. I can remember my sister in seventh or sixth grade or whatever, fifth grade, she wrote, someone said like, if you could talk to God, what would you say? And my sister wrote a story about God being a little girl her age and how they were playing in the the park and they were swinging on swings and that she could talk to this little girl about all her fears and she got in trouble for it because God was, um, God was a, man who lived in the sky with a big white beard and it needs yeah. 10% of your income <laughs> exactly yeah 
it's just so fascinating because I and I do believe that I do believe that when Catholicism came out two thousand years ago, whatever years ago, the, it, its foundations were written so that people didn't get sick. You don't eat self, self shellfish because you could get sick. You don't plant mm-hmm. crops side by side because you're going to kill the earth that grows the crops because you're going to overcrop it or whatever the term is. There are reasons why things were written, and it was mostly so that you could survive. But I don't think by any means it was meant to be taken to the point. Literally? Of- Literally. Like, you know, and you yeah. can't take what you want from it. You know, you're going to sit there. What, what is it? That, that clip from the West Wing? Where the guy, the president talks to the woman who is like... How much money can I get from my daughter? Yes, thank like, you. Are, are you wearing clothing of different mm-hmm. blends? Yes. You know, it's like, it was in, in the time, we have to remember these things were written in a time when it was, you weren't going to make it to 35. You were lucky. And they're also translated to a ton of different, uh, ton of different languages. Yes. Which is why, like, the, uh, the it's at the beginning of Snatch when they're talking about how the word for virgin and the word for young woman when it was translated was uh was translated incorrectly because it was like a matter of like a single letter or syllable or whatever um and so you know virgin birth wow that's that's way more impressive than you know a young, <laughs> young woman <girl>. giving birth <laughs> But isn't that that's just a thing though? The Bible is it's an interpretation. Well, it's an inter- Yeah, exactly. It's an interpretation of someone's word, so to speak. So therefore, isn't it open to interpretation? No. Itself. No. This is what Jesus meant. But yeah. You're right. It isn't. It's open. It should be open to interpretation. But again, it's an aspect of control. All that is is control. And I think you know, kind of piggybacking off of that you want to take the bible at its word people are using saying you have to take the constitution at its word and that's why guns have more rights than women because it's written Mm -hmm. in the constitution i'm sorry the constitution was written 200 plus years ago fuck right off we were barely trying to survive in the freaking winters despite the fact that the term that the words well regulated are right in the second amendment they don't want to regulate them. Right. They shoot. They shoot down every regulation. There and some- for for you know, these constitutionalists, you know, like Clarence Thomas and Amy Coney Barrett, uh, you were not at all considered when the Constitution was written. No. If you're a true constitutionalist, you should be at home. But not only that, there have been amendments made to the Constitution, changes to the original Constitution. Therefore, can't those amendments be amended? Yes, yeah, they, they just can. keep adding amendments. Doing it. I mean, the 21st Amendment gave women the right to vote. Yes. But also, like, if you look at actually the amendments, so, so I, there was another funny, a TikToker who posted, it was a news clip, and the guy literally went through like the first 14 amendments and was like, abortion counts under this one, abortion counts under this one, abortion counts under this one. So therefore, there are places in there where our founding fathers were like, listen, like, things are going to friggin' change, and we probably should be prepared for it, but like, hopefully, these idiots don't just take our word as as god like the world changes and we have to change with it like I, this is gonna sound silly but we went on a uh, law and order svu binge for a little bit through the pandemic and i can remember so many episodes that said 
there is no, there's nothing in the law books about this because the law hasn't caught up to our technology or mm -hmm. the, the terrible things we have done to each other now. And we can't, we're playing, the, the Constitution and the laws are playing catch up and we are at light years from it. So they had no way of guessing, like, no. they were talking about muskets that yes. you, like, you have to load the paper, load the gunpowder, tamp it down. Like, nowhere at any point were they like, yes, private citizens should be able to mow down a dozen people in 10 seconds because they can just spray bullets everywhere. They but couldn't even, conceive of anything like exactly, that. But even guns, right? The reason you're allowed to bear arms is in case the government turns on you. In mm -hmm. case right. your neighbor attacks you. In case somebody does some damage to you so that you are prepared. There are supposed to be checks and balances so that the government doesn't injure its people. And now if people are being fucking injured, it is about time we get up and we're like, hey, uh, don't forget, you work for us. Full Nothing circle. will change their mind until we get money out of politics. That's really where the yeah. root of it is. I mean, money corrupts ultimately. What, what is the term? I don't even know. If Ultimate I power. Uh, absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Thank you. That's what I meant. <laughs> but no, you're right. We're you're not. Uh, and other countries around the world see this. Um, we don't have a democracy or even uh, we were never a democracy. We're a, a representative republic was the correct yes. term. But we have a bunch of people who are in place making all the rules and the laws who are the ones that are taking money from large corporations. Like Joe Manchin keeps fighting against the uh against you know all the the green new deal and all these types of uh bills dude owns three coal mines right like, this directly affects him like yep. you know people like hey you got you know two hundred thousand dollars from the nra for your re re-election campaign but you're not going to say anything about you know like think about how many of these people got busted for yep. insider trading yeah. on like all these different medical supply companies right before the pandemic. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, right? Like you're this, <laughs> I just, I can't even begin to express the frustration that I feel when it comes to these people who, who told us on camera that they weren't going to do this. So at what point do we keep you accountable? Yes. Yes, exactly. You technically lied under oath. Impeachment, baby. Impeachment. Exactly. But here's the thing. Like, none but of these laws, none of these laws, nothing is being enforced. There are people who are getting uh, subpoenas, congressional subpoenas. It's like, you have to appear, and they're calling them invitations. You're invited to testify before. No, it's you're being compelled. Uh, the Washington Commander's owner, Dan Snyder, right now is... Uh, he was subpoenaed. He's like, well, you know, I can't come because I'm out of I'm out of the country. And they're like, all right, we're subpoenaing you for a few days after you come back. And he's just like, no, I'm not going. How many of the uh, the people on the January 6th committee have been subpoenaed? And they're just like, eh, we're not going. Those those people could be arrested and held in contempt. Are they? No. If there's no consequences. You just keep doing what you want to do, and that's but what. There's no, there's no consequences for them because they are white. 
they are middle class they most likely are men i mean think about the fact no, they're all elite they're not they're not middle class these are all millionaires yeah these well, are there people you go. who Even have the, the resources to just be like yeah i'm not, like that's how dipshit made all his money yeah. where he's like I'm going to have someone come do build a building for me or do construction work. Then I'm not going to pay them. And because I have this financial backing, I can just tie this up in court until you don't have any more money. And right. so I win and I never have to pay you. Right. But it, like, I can remember watching, I like I January 6th, I was sitting at my desk and eat all of my, my chats from work were like, everybody get to a TV now. And we were watching it on the TV, talking to each other on chat and watching this, this January 6th event occur. Imagine for a second that they were all black kids, brown kids that attacked. Mm -hmm. It would have been, it would have been, these people would have been shot down, blown up. They would have they would have had a trial where they were all executed. Instead, some of yep. these motherfuckers are having three months in prison for almost starting a coup in the United States of America. I'm sorry. I, yeah. you know, if that's the case, like, you know, then clearly it doesn't matter what we do and there are no consequences. And no what, do I, what do I say all the time? It's called the criminal justice system, Thank not you. the victim justice system. Because the entire system is a game, it's rigged. It's like there's no, there's no accountability. No, yeah. like, and when there is, it's not enforced. And especially right. now that the police have carte blanche to do whatever they want. Apparently, well, well no, it's enforced if you are a brown person. It's enforced yes. if you are any type of person of color. It's yeah. enforced if you aren't a person of wealth. It's enforced. It's that family guy scene where he's driving like a lunatic and the guy holds up like the swatch of color and it's like, these shades are mentally ill. These shades are yes. terrorist. Exactly. But, and that's exactly what it is. So like, you know, there was a great, um, there's a great TikTok surprise surprise that was like it was an african-american woman being like listen white women we have been fighting for our lives it is time you fight for yours and you stand behind us and you stand with mm -hmm. us and, you know like you know what you're fucking right yep like we have to fight for our lives and we have to stop saying oh we can't over dramatize this we can't overdo this we can't over panic you can't panic. Oh, no, because, right now we panic oh i was gonna say because look at where it got us right Look at where it got us. Well, it, we're in a situation that we never thought we would ever be in, and 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 we don't know how to get out of it. And that's yes. what we hear after every single tragedy. Now is not the time to politicize it. Yes. Now is not the time to, yes. to bring this up. We need to let you know have respect for the victims. Thoughts and prayers. Now is not the time to bring it up. No. Now is exactly the time to bring it up. Exactly. Like yeah. strike while now the is the time high. to have those uncomfortable conversations. Now is the time to sit down, shut up, and listen yes. to the people being marginalized by this. And it's time for those who are marginalized by this to rise up and do something. Yes. And we can't be complacent. We can't exactly. let this anger stop. We can't let we can't we can't not be angry. Like even today. At one point, I came across like a funny video and I like in my head, I'm like, oh, that's funny. I should laugh. And I'm like, no, 
I don't want to fucking laugh today. I don't want to fucking laugh today. I don't want to be happy about anything today because I'm not freaking happy. And I'm going mm-hmm. to not being happy because being happy and being nice and all that is a luxury I can't afford right now. And I'm okay with that. There is uh so I never really watched the show, but I'm familiar with this one scene, that 70s show, the mother kitty. Um she gets pissed off about something and she just looks right at her husband and she's like, I'm not doing anything else for men today. And she says, obviously she says it in like that fantastic voice that she yes. has. And that's just something that has stayed with me. Yes. I am not doing anything else for men today. Period. Yes. Exclamation point. Done. There is a, a great, a great piece of, uh, ancient literature called the Lysistrata. Yes. The Lysistrata is fantastic. And I, my, I read it in college and my, I read it, I was told to read it, but my professor, Dr. Elia, God rest his soul. He was my hero, uh, would read it out loud to us. And it's all about what women stopping to have sex with men to stop a war. And it's the most wonderful little piece of like, forgotten literature where we where women forgot that they had power and these women took it back nobody in all of that area of greece had sex with men and you know what the war stopped because we do have more control than we realize i saw something today that was like women like no no shopping between the third fourth and fifth and you know what i have no reason to celebrate independence day i'm not proud of this country I am very fucking independent right now. Right. What freedom? Right. Right. So forget it. I'm not doing anything. Three, four, five. No, I will sit in my little space in, on, on earth right here. We're in my world. It's okay. In this house, in my four walls, I am queen. And let's be clear. Queens rule the kingdom. Yes. 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 Yeah. I think that's a really good place to wrap this up. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's hours. a fantastic place to wrap this up. Um, in closing, I want to encourage everyone, if you have a story, speak up. Yes. Use your voice. If it's not your story, if somebody else lets you tell theirs, tell their story. Or if you don't want to share your story, just say it's someone else's. Well, well no, not even that. Just speak up yeah let your voice be heard let's stand together and let's fucking do something yes yes so there are things that you can do uh there are i should have written this down but yet again it's really not my job to educate the masses at this point um you can google it there are multiple abortion sites that can give you information as to where you can still get safe abortions there are local places that you can donate to do not donate to your local politicians right now they do not need it you know who does your local clinics and whatnot trying to stockpile supplies in case of the inevitable We'll include these links and stuff in the show notes so you know, um, you know, if you're looking forward to, you know, helping out and you really want to help the cause, we will include some of these links in the show notes. Attend rallies. Let your voice be heard on social media. 
protest when you can, if you can. Allow yourself if you are not if you are not directly affected by this, if you were, you know, someone who does not have a uterus, uh, try to empathize with those who do talk to someone, because I guarantee you, as we've heard, speak to a woman about her experiences, speak to anyone who has ever had uh, the the experience of uh, a forced sexual encounter. And maybe that might change your mind. Let yourself be open to understanding a different point of view. Try to understand that just because it doesn't affect you specifically, you can still empathize and you can still be an ally for those who have been affected and will continue to be affected uh, by these, these court cases. So I want to thank the good witch Anna Maria for coming on and sharing her stories and sharing her wisdom and uh, participating in what ultimately became a rant fest therapy session, which I felt was so needed. Oh my goodness. Thank you for letting, letting me be here. Yeah. I, I value your opinion. Your voice is important. Your words are beautiful. You are beautiful. And I thank you so much for coming on. It has been such a pleasure, and it, this has been the only pleasure I've actually been able to have for a few days. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart for letting me be here and have, have you know, a space. So I think with that being said, we, we will, will see you next Thursday. Thursday.